Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, what up, though? You are listening to I'm Probably Right. I am Reggie Watkins. Thank you for listening. Rate us, review us, subscribe, comment, but don't be hating. My man Kevin Cleveland is running the show, engineering. Kevin, what's up? I was cracking. How you doing, brother? Hey, Reggie, man. Doing, uh, doing good. Glad to be back. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Glad to be back. And, uh, you know, we're, 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 we're in L.A. dealing with some cold-ass weather. And uh, a lot of just, it's just cold, man. I mean, last night was like 37 degrees. And I know people on the East Coast and I got friends in Canada who are like, man, you better quit crying. No, I will not quit crying. This is L.A., damn it. 37 degrees is damn cold. I'm freezing. Are you are you are you freezing, Kevin? It is cold. I have the heater going. I've lived in Southern California my whole life, so uh, I don't get a lot of cold. So, yeah, not a big fan right now. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is damn cold. But uh, but damn the cold. We here and we here to talk about what's going on in the world of sports. I know we're a little late, but we here. So this week we are going to talk about finally Urban Meyer is getting up out the paint in Jacksonville like we predicted earlier this year. We're going to talk about Steph Curry breaking the all time three point record in the NBA. And we're going to talk about Jackson State and Deion Sanders getting the number two overall recruit in the country. And people are big mad. But first up. Omicron is whooping ass and taking names. Kevin, uh, the NFL is getting ravaged by COVID-19 right now. NFL, NBA, NHL, they all getting their asses kicked by Omicron and this damn COVID-19. Hell, uh, Kevin, your team, how many players do they have out? Uh, the, the, uh, the 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 Rams. Earlier in the week, the Rams had 16 players on the list. Good Lord. 16 players on a 53-man roster. Gone. Like, that would be, that is insane. So, I guess the NFL just came out with a new statement uh, today because of all this. I mean, hell, there's teams all around the league that are just losing players left and right. The Browns are without Baker Mayfield, which I don't think is a big deal. They probably jumping for joy that Case Keenum gets to start and Baker Mayfield can sit his ass down. Um, but you've got people all around the league missing players, losing players, and that is going to affect the games, which affects the line, which affects the gambling, which the NFL cannot have. Uh, so effective immediately, all clubs will implement preventative measures that have proven effective, masking regardless of vaccination status, remote or outdoor meetings, eliminating in-person meals, and no outside visitors while on team travel. Uh, we will continue to strongly encourage the booster shots as the most effective uh, protection. Finally, and based on expert advice, we will return. We will adjust the return to participation requirements for those who have recovered from COVID-19. Um, so I just read a lot of that. Don't really have the exact deal. But what it kind of says is uh, they can return if, if fully vaccinated players test out of COVID-19 protocols. They can return from quarantine quicker. 
Um, the NFL provided three testing options for a fully vaccinated individual to return, provided he or she is. Why they say she? Ain't no damn she's in the NFL. Well, oh, I guess they're talking about the, the female staff, staff members. Yeah, yeah. yeah coaching staff. Uh, he or she is asymptomatic for at least 24 hours. Yeah, they trying to get these people on this damn field because it is messing up the money. Uh, but you know who didn't need COVID to get uh, put up out the paint? That would be one Urban Meyer. And as you guys know, as we've listened to this show, and you know, I mean, the title of the show is I'm Probably Right. And I've been talking about Urban Meyer since the beginning of this damn show. And I've been telling people and anybody who would listen that Urban Meyer ain't going to be long for the NFL. Because Urban Meyer ain't long for anywhere. Hell, the man, the man started his career in Bowling Green. right? He, he was coaching in Bowling Green. Then he goes to Utah. Goes to Utah and kills it. Gets, gets them to a bowl championship game. Then he goes to Florida and kills it while literally having a killer on his team. Um, kills it in Florida. Gets to Ohio State. Kills it in Ohio State. But everywhere he goes, he leaves carnage. I mean, Florida, he had people just out there running willy-nilly and messing up around the damn town, messing around with co-eds and just, just not good. He had a killer on the team. Aaron Hernandez was there. Then he goes to Ohio State, and Ohio State, he's just got, he's winning, but all of a sudden, all the messes start coming out, and, and you hear about him with the uh, his assistant coach who was accused of domestic violence. He knew about it, but didn't do a damn thing about it, uh, and Urban Meyer had to get up out of there eventually. Ohio State eventually decided to let him get up out of there. He decided to leave. He goes and is in the Fox uh, analyst booth for college football games, but for some reason, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who were putrid last year, decided that they had to have Urban Meyer. He was going to come and be the new dude to come change everything, change the fortunes in Jacksonville. They bring him in, give him a huge, I mean, huge contract. Basically, five years, uh, 10 to $12 million annually. Okay? That's, that's, that's $60 million. Five years, $60 million for a dude who ain't never coached in the NFL. They get him here, and immediately Urban Meyer starts showing he don't really want to be here. And, and you can see the writing on the wall. This man came from the Fox analyst booth, got to Jacksonville where they were putrid and trash. Why would he want to come from a place of chilling in a booth and before that just winning a whole bunch of games to come turn around a franchise? But what do they always say? Money talks. And $60 million made Urban Meyer come to Jacksonville to see what's cracking. And so Urban Meyer comes to Jacksonville, and right off the rip, he hires Chris Doyle, a dude who was accused of, of racist language and being and, and using racist verbiage while he's a strength and conditioning coach at the University of Iowa. Hires him at Jacksonville and says to the media, yeah, I talked to the players about it. Everybody was cool with it. And we come to find out he talked to nobody about it. Because that's Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer's like, yo, I ain't got to talk to nobody. I'm the boss. They pay me $60 million. What I say goes. So he hired Chris Doyle. That gets out. What does Urban Meyer do? He fires Chris Doyle. <laughs> so he fires Chris Doyle. The next thing he does is he brings in Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow, who has not played NFL football in almost a decade, brings him back to this team. Tim Tebow, who was a quarterback and a terrible quarterback at that, 
He brings him to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who just are fresh off of having the number one pick in the NFL draft. Why? Because they're awful and they need all the good players they can get. He decides to bring Tim Tebow into the summer training camp to try to make the team as what? Not a quarterback, which he's already putrid at, at tied in, a position this man has never played in his life. Players are looking at this dude like, who is this clown we got running this show? He didn't already hire the racist. Now he's bringing in his homeboy who he won a national championship with, with back in college who could not play in this league to save his life. He's bringing him in here, taking a roster spot away from a dude who's way more deserving, who's worked his entire life at this position to tie it in to play. But we're going to bring in Tim Tebow and hope that Tim Tebow's magic Jesus sauce is going to wear off on everybody. It's going to rub off on everybody, and we're going to be good. Oh, he's going to mentor Trevor Lawrence. Man, Trevor Lawrence is looking at Tim Tebow like, I wish he would. Oh, this dude going to tell me. He can't. Man, he out here throwing punts, and he's going to tell me how to play quarterback. Man, please, I wish. So that blows up in his face because guess what? Tim, T- Tim Tebow couldn't play quarterback. He also couldn't play tight end, and he got his ass up out the paint as well. Strike number two for, <laughs> for Urban Meyer. Then the season starts. They're getting killed every week, losing every game. They go to Cincinnati, right? They're supposed to leave from Cincinnati. I think I think that's their bye week, okay, after the Cincinnati game. They just got beat down in Cincinnati. Team goes back home. What does Urban Meyer do? Urban Meyer doesn't go back home. Mm-mm. Urban Meyer stays in Ohio where he used to be the, the big man on, on, on campus at Ohio State, stays there where he has a restaurant, Goes to Chili's restaurant, says he's hanging back to chill with his grandkids, except for he's found in a bar with his hands all on the booty of a girl who looked like she could be his older grandkid, but it ain't his grandkid. He's chilling at the bar, dancing, getting getting lap dances and the whole deal while the team is battered and bruised, heading back home to Jacksonville. This dude is chilling right then and there. Time to go. You can't have the head man in charge telling you, hey, man, I need y'all to make better decisions. I need y'all to give it all you got. Hey, man, ain't no celebrating if we ain't winning while he up in here celebrating getting lap dances after a loss. And then, (laughs) then he trades the backup quarterback. Trades the backup quarterback, Gardner Minshew, who started for them last year. Probably the best backup in all of the NFL trades him to the Philadelphia Eagles for a seventh round, sixth or seventh. I don't even know if it is, Kevin, if it's a sixth or seventh round pick. Trades that dude for a sixth or seventh round pick. What are you doing? Gardner Minshew has two years left on his contract. You hold on to that guy for dear life because the NFL, guess what happens in the NFL? People get hurt. People get on the COVID list. Trevor Lawrence likes to run the football. He gets hurt. You need somebody to come in and carry the mantle. But no, Urban Meyer trades this dude away. Get him up out of here. And then the best story of all comes out. Turns out that Urban Meyer (laughs) kicked a kicker. I think his name was Josh Lombo or something. I don't know. I don't know. I I hate kickers, Kevin. I really do. Kickers cost me my, my high school championship game. Kickers cost me college football games. Kickers cost me bets and money. I hate kickers. They don't do anything. They don't practice with the damn team. They're over there kicking balls and, and drinking Capri Suns. I don't like kickers. But Urban Meyer really don't like kickers because Urban Meyer kicked the hell out of his kicker out of practice. 
in training camp, I guess he's he's over there talking to the kicker and kicks him. And the dude said it was only like, you know, it wasn't like a big kick. It was just like a five out of ten. But still, you kicked the man? He kicked him. Kicked the dude, and dude told him don't do it again. Urban Meyer said, I'm the coach. I can do whatever I want. Man, who the hell is Urban Meyer? I'll tell you who Urban Meyer is. Urban Meyer is a dude who came and hustled the NFL for 14 weeks and got away with it. Urban Meyer basically got his homeboys some NFL checks, got himself a $60 million deal, and just chilled for 14 weeks. Hell, he got to go to London. Urban Meyer got $60 million. Well, he, he's, he only got his, he's got his $12 million this year, and apparently the Jaguars are going to try to get uh, not have to pay the rest of it because they're going to say he got fired for cause because he was doing things detrimental to the team. Uh, we'll see how that goes with the lawyers and whatnot. But basically, he got paid $12 million for 14 weeks, got to go to London, got his homeboy some checks, got, got to grab on some booty. What, Urban Meyer is a gangster. Urban Meyer is the American dream. He just hustled a billionaire out of some money, and now he's about to go back to the Fox booth and just kick it. I mean, I ain't mad at him. I knew this was going to happen. I'm probably right, like I always say, but Urban Meyer, salute to you, bruh. You got money for doing absolutely nothing. We'll be back after the break. So, Stephen Curry is officially the greatest shooter of all time. Officially. I mean, he's always been the greatest shooter. I mean, hell, I remember seeing the dude at, oh, where did he play high school? I mean, where did he play college ball at? Uh, Davidson. He was at Davidson. About 180 pounds soaking wet. You know what I'm saying? 6'3", six, six, <laughs> dude, balling, shooting the hell out the I knew he was going to be a dope-ass shooter. He got to the league and just became the dopest shooter of all time. Officially passed Ray Allen as the number one three-point shooter of all time. Uh, he has 2,974 three-pointers. And that was as of uh, Tuesday night against the New York Knicks. And I got to say hats off to Steph Curry. I mean, I, 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 I got to say that. Hats off to him for making all these damn threes, getting his shot together. Because that dude, I mean, okay, look, he's people like to make him out to be an underdog. He's really not. I mean, his dad who we're going to talk about a little bit later. His dad is a former NBA player, Dale Curry, who could shoot the hell out of the ball too. His brothers have played in the NBA. Steph Curry is not the underdog people think he is, but the, but the crazy thing about Steph is he was a smaller dude playing amongst giants his whole life growing up. Hell, I mean, he went to Davidson. He didn't go to North Carolina. He didn't go to Duke. He had to go to Davidson because he was a smaller guard. But he worked his way to being the greatest shooter of all time. I heard of, I watched him on, in a video and he was talking about how he had to work on his release, getting it faster because he was getting, he, he was playing against taller people and they were always blocking his shot. So he had to figure out how to get that shot off a millisecond faster. So he worked, 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 worked. And this is a product of what we're seeing today. And that dude busts his ass and congratulations to him. I'm happy for him. He deserves it. Uh, you know, he's not the underdog that people make him out to be because he is a professional athlete who is fast, <laughs> could shoot, has handles, and he has NBA lineage. But I can say all that and also say Steph Curry ruined basketball. Steph Curry has basically almost single-handedly ruined basketball. And why do you say that, Reggie? Because of what I just said earlier. 
People think of him as an underdog, and people think of themselves as the underdog when they look at NBA players. Because the average NBA player is about 6'5", 6'6", right? 220, 30 pounds. We know most of us ain't never going to be that. But then this little dude right here who looked like Malcolm X, right? he looked like, a, like, a, looked like Malcolm X, gets up in the league at 6'2", 6'3", and he's shooting all these damn threes. And hell... You you've been to the gym at your at your local at your local gym, local park, right? Hell, you got fat dudes out there who say they're there just for the cardio, right? To get some cardio and get some run, but they ain't never really running. All they doing is cherry picking and standing around the three-point line shooting threes. Because who? Because Steph Curry does it. I can't tell you how many threes I watch in an NBA game and I see a dude shoot a three and I'm like, he got no business shooting a three. There are dudes shooting shots that back when I was in high school, you would get kicked off the team for trying this shot. But why doesn't it happen today? Because Steph do it. Steph do it. So, man, hey, if Steph would do it, I got to work on it too. We would be in practice. If we tried a half-court shot in practice, my coach would have us running laps. But Steph be doing this all the time, man, so not everybody does it. Hell, LeBron shooting logo threes, Dame Lillard shooting logo threes, so if they shooting them, everybody got to do it. And it just trickles down from the NBA. The NBA, every, you know, every couple of years you have these, these, these crazy, you know, spiking stats where people just shoot crazy amounts of threes. This year, the three-point percentage is low. It's down probably the lowest it's been in a long time. Because people are shooting too many of them. And I understand. People figured out the math. Three is better than two. Right? That's that's a whole extra point. And if you make that, I mean, you're exerting less energy. That's why you see a lot of big dudes like Anthony Davis shooting these damn threes and these long shots. Because you don't got to go down and get bang in the paint if you can actually make a jumper. But the problem is, these dudes ain't Steph. And they shooting like they are Steph. And so it trickles down. So it starts in the NBA. You got all these dudes shooting threes. And it, you go to college. And you can watch the college games. College game is unbearable. There, I mean, hell, there's basically no more stars. And everybody that's there is on the perimeter. Because you can also run a zone in college. So people zone the hell out of you. And now you can't get down low. You can't really break anybody down off the dribble. So what do you get? You get a bunch of people shooting threes who shouldn't be shooting no damn threes. And then you take it to high school. Oh, my God. I have never seen so many fast breaks with two-on-one or three-on-one fast breaks. Kevin, I have to go snatch my son at halftime and tell him, what the hell are you doing on a three-on-one fast break running to the three-point line? Go get a layup. What are you guys doing? Well, I'm wide open for three. Yeah, because nobody's going to guard you because why? You're not Steph Curry. You should not be shooting these shots all the time. Go get an easy bucket. And I love watching Steph. It looks dope. But what he's making people think is that it's so easy because he looks like the underdog compared to all these six, 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 seven giants. We look at LeBron and we think we'll never, ever be that because he's physically beyond reproach. But we can look at Steph and think I can be that. But actually, you can't be that either because Steph is six, three. Most of y'all ain't six, three. And most of y'all don't have lightning fast handles. And most of y'all don't have quick twitch muscles to, to stop on a dime and shoot these, these, these shots. And most of y'all ain't putting in 10,000 hours of work on a basketball court like Steph Curry. So congratulations to Steph. But damn it, y'all stop shooting all these threes. It's killing me. Killing me. But I'm still gonna watch. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean the Warriors are killing it, right? Warriors are killing it. Lakers, Lakers, hey, quiet is kept. 
Lakers done one five in a row. Okay, five games in a row, and people was talking all that nonsense at the beginning of the season. Oh, this ain't gonna work. Hey, man, it's look like it's working the, these past five games. We gonna see. LeBron turned his ankle last night a little bit. Anthony Davis is still shooting them little weak jump shots. Russ was turning the ball over like Russ is wont to do, but he made a great pass last night to Matt Reeves in that corner. And Matt Reeves, oh not not Matt Reeves, Austin Reeves, or what is it, AR-15, like LeBron liked to call him, AR-15, he about to be the fan favorite. And you know who the fan favorite is, Kevin, all the time in the basketball? The little white dude who could. And Austin Reeves is the little white dude who could, who shot a three, thanks to Steph Curry. And why are we on Steph Curry? I want to kick it over to uh, Steph's daddy, Del Curry. Uh, I, I know y'all might have seen him at the game, and you know he came to because he, he came and took a picture with his son and took you know the videos and all that. But he also took another picture that, that that's been making the rounds around uh you know the social media and the and the internet's. Uh, you know Dale Curry got divorced from uh, Sonia Curry, and uh, Dale Curry is out here uh going through the midlife crisis. But it don't look like too much of a crisis, Kevin. <laughs> it looked like he going through the midlife. Uh, I'm having all the fun. I. <laughs> I missed out on for decades. <laughs> yo, yo, I urge you to go look at who Dale Curry is hanging out with. Um, my boys in the group chat showed me today. Her name is uh, is is Anna Cherry. And uh yeah, Dale was hanging out with all the gray hair and the salt and pepper and uh, you know, the Nike dunks. Uh Dale Curry, live your best life, sir. Live your best life. We'll be back after the break. So something interesting happened uh, this week. Um, something that hasn't happened in a, I mean, hell, I don't think it's ever happened in, in a long time since they started this whole recruiting and, you know, rivals and all this stuff and keeping track of these high school kids. Jackson State, uh, historically black college, just recruited the number two ranked player in the entire country. His name is Travis Hunter. He's a cornerback and he was going to go to Florida State, but on Wednesday, he decided to flip the script and go to Jackson State. Now, this is particularly uh, interesting because leaving Florida State to go to Jackson State, he is going to be coached by the one and only Dion Primetime Sanders. And Dion Primetime Sanders starred in college at where? Florida State. This is a big deal. I don't know if people understand how big of a deal this, this is, but let me break it down for you. Um, historically, black colleges have never had a five-star recruit at their schools since this whole thing, this, this rating system has been started. There's never been one. Why? Because all the five-star recruits go to the power universities. They go to the power schools. They go to the D1s, right? They go there because of the TV they're, they're on TV. They go there because of the facilities. They go there because of life, right? A lot of these cats are coming from, you know, some of these cats are coming from impoverished areas. Some of these cats are coming from places where they ain't never really seen no diversity or never seen anything else. They want to go to, to a college where they can be the big man on campus and see the world in a way they've never seen it. And HBCUs, before, before this whole thing happened, used to be the place where black stars littered the campus. Hell, Jerry Rice, HBCU, Mississippi Valley State. Walter Payton, Jackson State. 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, I mean, man, there is Shannon Sharp, HBCU, Aeneas Williams, HBCU, Jackie Gil- Jackie Slater, HBCU. Ton of players came from HBCUs back in the day because back in the day, the D1 schools and the you know the power institutions they wasn't trying to mess with too many black players, but it took. Them seeing, hey, this money is coming in here. People want to pay for this. They want to see the best of the best. So let's go get the fastest, the quickest, the strongest, the biggest. Let's go get them. And so all of a sudden, they started taking all the black players from the HBCUs. And the HBCUs were just left to pick up, you know, whatever they could get. Maybe a couple, maybe some three stars, some two stars here and there, right? But mainly it was all two stars coming to the HBCUs. They get a couple three stars. That's what they could hope for. But Dion came here now, and you're starting to see this just around the landscape of, of sports. You're seeing a lot of people push these HBCUs. Hell, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife just gave a grip of money to HBCUs. First Take does HBCU week every year where they show up there, bring the show, and just highlight these different schools. I just watched a documentary on the HBCUs and all these players that came from through there, Right? This is a big deal that Dion has done. Dion came there and has turned this thing around. They got a, a reality show they're doing around Dion that focuses on Jackson State. They're playing in like this huge ball game where they got a, they they get they sell out every week. They're bringing this thing around, and I've always I've always felt this way and said this. It would be the dopest thing ever if a whole recruiting class, if guys just got together, because I don't think these players really understand the power that they have to flip the script the way they want to. If these players got together and said, hey, yo, just like the Fab Five did, those guys all chatted with each other back at Michigan. They said, yo, we're going to go to Michigan. Let's all five of us go here at the same time. Let's see what we can do. You get that in basketball, but you never really see it in football. If the number one quarterback, the number one receiver, the number one running back, if they all talk to each other and they're like, yo, let's go to an HBCU, man. I mean, it's different now because back in the day, HBCUs wouldn't get no TV, but now every game's on TV. I see HBCUs on on, on ESPN News. Uh, they're, they're on Fox. They're everywhere. And Dion has a big hand in that. Eddie George is at Tennessee State. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my man, uh, Keenan Smith wide receiver coach at Tennessee State. Um, the internet and the media has opened the world up. You can you can watch all of these games. You can be on TV. So you don't got to go to Florida to get recruited. You could go ball at Jackson State, and, and they're going to see you. Hell, Dion's there. He's going to bring it to you. And this cornerback, Travis Hunter, the number two ranked recruit in the country, who better to go to and learn than maybe the greatest DB of all time? And people are hating it. People are hating. They're going on online and talking about, oh, he's going to go. Why, why would he go there? The facilities aren't even close to Florida State. And, you know, this is just a travesty. And, and you know, they got to do something about this. See, it, it is only an issue now that things start to get equal, right? It ain't even equal. It's one. It is one player decided to take his talents to an HBCU. But what happens is people get scared that they're going to mess up the way things are supposed to be. And I'm saying supposed to be in air quotes because there ain't no one way to do things. It's the way that these people decide they want to do it. 
So my hat's off to Travis Hunter and anybody that decides, yo, I don't need to go to Florida. I don't need to go to Ohio State. I can go wherever the hell I want to go, and I'll still ball, and I'll still get to the NFL. And I hope that more players start doing that and going to the HBCUs. I wish I had gone to an HBCU when I was young. I, you know, And the difference is, I came from a diversified area. I was in the Bay Area. It was a melting pot full of people. I would have loved to have gone somewhere and just been concentrated with young people who look like me because I had never had that experience really of just being around people who look like me all the time. And, and, and not to say that I don't want to be around, I didn't want to be around diversity. I grew up in it my whole life. I wanted to see how being in a microcosm or like a little bubble of people who look like me, how that would feel to be going to school and learning and growing at the same time. I think it would have been dope. And I try to tell my son to do that too. And anybody who wants to do that, check it out. I think it's a dope opportunity and just a dope thing for somebody to do. So my hat's off to Travis Hunter and Dion, and I hope this keeps on going. However, don't get it twisted. Because when I saw that the number two recruit decided to leave Florida State and go to Jackson State, all I could think about was Dion's famous song. Must be the money, right? Because, the, because and there's got to be somebody going on here. And, and already hearing about the name, image, and likeness deal that, that this cat could get going to uh, Jackson State. And Dion's got a bunch of uh, NIL deals that can, they can hook people up with and all that stuff. So, hey, man, HBCUs, they coming. It is no longer just, uh, you know, the, the, the big white schools game. No, nah, man, the HBCUs, they here too. Hey, our money green just like y'all's. Might not be as long, but if we pull it together, we'll see. Yo, you've been listening to I'm Probably Right. I'm Reggie Watkins. Thank you for listening. Rate us, review us, subscribe, comment, but don't be hating. Kevin Cleland is running the show. Thank you so much. Appreciate y'all for listening. We out. See you next week. Peace. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.